What a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. If you're a dad, can you just just raise your hand? All right. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. Can we give him a hand, please? If you want to be a dad and you, you're not married yet, just relax, okay? Your time will come. <laughs> and a lot of us are probably spiritual dads who are just being a blessing to the young folks who needs to follow the Lord. Amen? Welcome to Grace Capital Church. My name is Richie. I'm one of the pastors here. Welcome uh, Church Online. Um, so glad that you can join us. Um, since it's Father's Day, I, I, I felt like I need to, to share something about being a dad. Um, this is not part of my script, but I, I just really feel that I, I need to share something that I've learned being a dad. Dads, we, we, can't, we can't father our children okay, on our own. We can, we can read books, listen to podcasts, go to seminars. Okay, but ultimately we need to go to the Father. Without following the Father, without listening to His instructions, forget it. Okay? I was doing that for a long time. I thought, I'm, I'm a good father. I, I, think, I think I don't need help. But I'm going to be honest with you guys. When my girls were young, I was angry. I had anger issues. I would come home angry. I don't know why. I didn't know why, you know, because maybe I didn't like what's happening in my job. Maybe I had some expectations that were not met or I was annoyed by some people or situations, you know, but I come home, I'm angry, you know, and when the girls does something, boom, ah! praise God that Preslin was there to protect the girls. And I'm going to be very honest with you. There was one time I was so angry that I didn't know what happened. I was so angry that, that I, just, I just wanted to unleash that, that rage. And I was chasing the girls. I wanted to hurt them. And Crescent was trying to protect them because I could not express that rage. I punched the floor. And I broke my hand. <laughs> Ouch. I really did. I broke my hand. I, I heard a snap. I broke. I broke it. And you know what's, what's humili humiliating? Is that week I was going to audition for the worship team here. I was going to audition to play guitar. And I couldn't play guitar. So I showed up. I was sitting right there, and I was like, oh no, I'm going to tell them. I'm, I'm just going to audition for, for singing, but, but not playing. And the founder of this church saw me, and he says, like, are you auditioning today? What happened to your hand? <laughs> and I was like, I, should I lie to this pastor? <laughs> tell him, like, I had an accident? So I told him I was angry, and I punched the floor. And they look at me, he says, did you learn your lesson? <laughs> and I said, yeah. 
And he says, are you going to, are you going to be angry again? I said, I'm praying not. And so I asked the Lord, like, Lord, I don't want to be angry anymore. Would you please help me get rid of this anger? And God is so good. When you pray those simple prayers, he says, like, you, you need to ask help from your family. You need, you need to ask help from your children. So that day I came home and I called them. I said, girls, daddy's angry. I don't, I don't know why. Daddy's angry. For, would you forgive daddy for those times that I've been mad? Of course, they forgave me because they love me. Thanks, babe. <laughs> but I said this. From now on, when you see daddy getting angry, I have to do is hug daddy and tell daddy, daddy, it's going to be okay. Can we pray? Can we pray? Dads, we got to do this. We want to lead our family. We got to include the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. We got to be honest with our struggles. We got to tell them, I, I, I need help. I want to lead this family to be close to Jesus. I need help. And pray as a family. I wouldn't say I haven't been angry. You know, every now and then I would be angry. But praise God for His grace. Praise God for the Holy Spirit. You know, when we pray, He comes and He changes our hearts. Amen. Amen. He brings peace and He brings healing. Amen. Are you thankful, church? Come on. Give Him praise. Woo! Hallelujah. That's, that's just a warm-up. Luke 22. Do you guys know that this is the second to the last uh, chapter in this series? If you guys are excited today, you got to be excited for next week because Victoria, our pastor online, is going to close us out in our series. Are you excited about that, church? Woo. I am excited about that. So you guys ready? Let me pray and then we'll jump into Luke 21. Lord, thank you for bringing us here. We know that you have a plan. You're ready, moving Holy Spirit. And we continue to surrender to you our hearts. Our lives are yours. Our marriages, our families are yours. Our children are yours. And we can't do it apart from you without you. And so Lord God, continue to speak to us, teach us your ways and that your will be done in us, that we would leave this place changed, that we would hear your voice, Lord, and we would have the grace and the strength to obey. Open our eyes so we can see, open our ears so we can hear, and open our hearts so we'd receive your word. We exalt you, we love you, and I pray special blessings to all the dads, hallelujah, that we would be godly men who is after the heart of the Father, we would lead our, our families, our homes closer to you. We praise you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, another shout of praise for the Lord. Woo. Here's a quick question, a random question. How many of you likes dessert? Dessert, okay. Oh, yeah. Dessert. Are you guys like me, like you've eaten a good meal and you're full and you're like, ah, I don't, ah, whoa, whoo, I'm full, I can't have enough. 
Ooh. But then somebody's like, anybody for dessert? Uh, yeah. You know, Kresselin is always like surprised by that. Like, and she goes like, I thought you're full already. I said, like, I always leave a room for dessert. You know, here's another random question. Who shares your dessert? Does anybody share your dessert? No, no, <laughs> nobody shares dessert. Crosslin is gonna be mad. Crosslin would always say like, I, I'm skipping dessert. I don't like, I'm, I'm good. I'm all set, I'm good. And then we tell them, you know, that I want dessert. And then she whispers, we're gonna share, right? <laughs> and I go like, no, you get your own. Oh my goodness. Uh, there's, there's something about the word share that we need to understand. And sometimes we think that sharing or share, share is giving or give. It, it's not. It's not. But a lot of times when, when our, 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 our children are small, we teach them not to give, but to share. 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 Oh, share, share, share. It's always a share, share. Not give. You know what's the difference? Because sharing, you're still in control. It's still mine. I'm just giving you a little bit. This is mine. You're not taking this. But giving, giving is different. Giving is like, uh, this is mine. And I wonder if there's something that we learn from childhood that's contrary to what God is calling us to do. And that's why we struggle in giving. In the first part of this chapter, how many of you read Luke 21? How many of you read Luke 21? Well, you guys have an assignment, okay? You have to read this after the sermon again, okay? Because there's just so much. And I'm asking the Lord, like, oh, how do I even preach what's in this? Like, when, when you see red letters, like, how, how do you even dig deep and, and, and share what's what God is, is sharing. And so, Lord, and, and I'm asking the Lord, like, Lord, how? Well, listen to me, Richie. Share from your heart. In the first part of the chapter, Jesus sees some rich people given, okay? But he's not impressed with that. But he sees a widow woman, okay, who gave two small copper coins. And he says this, I tell you, He's given more than all of these people who gave. He didn't say than anyone, but all of these people who gave combined. Why is that? Because she gave from a place of sacrifice. She gave from a place of poverty. Some of us, we have no problems in giving. Can we be honest now? We, we have no problem in giving. Because we give from excess. We're comfortable in giving. But it doesn't really cost us anything. You know? Now for those of you who is not giving, you're in trouble. I'm kidding. You're growing. We're praying for you. But there's something about giving. You see there's two coins. Why is there two coins? I asked like, why is there two coins? You know? Because in life, you're always given two choices, you know. This woman could have easily said, 
Oh Lord, I have these two coins. You know that I really don't have anything. So one for you, Lord, and one for me. Love you. A lot of times that's what we do. But if we love the Lord and if we really believe that He cares for us, that He gave His one and only Son, and He will do everything to make sure that we know that He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will take care of us. You know, from last week's sermon, we know that we belong to Him. Amen? We are His. What's stopping you from giving? What's stopping you from blessing and honoring the name of the Lord? Like, here's another question for you. What's more difficult to surrender? Okay, I'm going to say this. 10%? That's too much. Should I go down or go up? What? Should I go up? 10, 15%? 20%? 50%? We're so troubled by the amount of money that we give, and yet we say, like, I've surrendered my heart to the Lord. My life is yours. I am yours, Lord. But then when we talk about money, oh, wait a minute, that's mine. You know why giving is important to the Lord? Because it exposes our hearts. If we are having problem giving away and letting go of earthly possessions we're going to have a hard time difficult time in surrendering our hearts to him but praise God that he's given us the Holy Spirit how many of you are thankful for the Holy Spirit when you feel that tension inside you like oh I cannot give I can't do this Lord Oh, Holy Spirit, give me the grace. Give me the strength. I want to obey you, Lord. I want to obey you, Lord. I've been saving this, but it's, I know that's you, Lord. I'm giving it. I'm giving it. And there's a voice like, oh, don't you want to know? Don't you want to figure out where they're going to use that for? Like, no, I'm giving because I know God is going to use it for His glory. I know God is going to take care of it. And when you give in faith, when you give with trust, He's blessed. He's glorified. Amen. How many of us wants to be generous givers for the sake of the name of Jesus Christ? Amen. Come on, give him praise, church. From verse 5 till verse 24, this is Jesus talking about the end times say end times how many of you heard about the end times you know the signs you know the things that are supposed to happen before the coming the second coming of of jesus when we talk about end times we get excited is it is it gonna happen and many people had predicted all throughout the history of the world like oh we think that it's gonna happen this day and this time and and we get excited you know and it never happens. And some people are, get, are, are discouraged about that. And some people, because of that, they just don't believe anymore. And I think that's the reason why there's a fallout. A lot of people doesn't come to church anymore because, ah, don't believe in that stuff anymore. You know, 
during that time when when his disciples was praising this this beautiful temple like Lord can't you see this this temple this church is beautiful it's covered with gold and pearls it was said that when the, the sun is shining on it you can't even look at it because it's so bright you know you, you can see it from miles and miles like this this temple is so beautiful and they even they even almost like worship the temple than God and Jesus knows that and then he says like a time will come when none of these will be standing all, all of them will just crumble this, this place will be flat it, it will be leveled and they go like when is that gonna happen Lord what are the signs and what did he say you know there were there will be what wars nations against nations kingdoms against kingdoms earthquakes famines pestilence you know he even said some of you are going to be persecuted because because you're preaching about the gospel some of you are going to be betrayed not by your enemies but by your family your parents your brothers your sisters that could be the person next to you go ahead look at that person next to you <laughs> when Jesus was telling his disciples his followers during that time he wasn't kidding 40 years later okay Rome invaded Jerusalem and about 1.1 million Jews died but 97,000 of them were captives and were like spread out all throughout the world it happened why because Jesus said so it's in the Word of God if Jesus speak of it prophesied it you can bank on it and we read this chapter and we go like Mm, it's probably not gonna happen during my time it's I, I can go easy <laughs> what's for lunch we're going where, where are we going honey for vacation we're gonna go shopping can we be honest I was talking to my wife about this why do you think those disciples or even us want to know when the exact day and time is let's be real why, why do we want to know? Pastor Bill, when he, he preached two weeks ago, like, if you know that God is coming next Sunday, and you guys got all crazy, like, yeah, yeah! You know, and, and some of you are like, we're going to start preaching, we're going to start laying hands on this, we're going to start casting out demons, we're, we're just going to go berserk for Jesus. Is that even true? Some of us probably would do that. But many of us, when, 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 next Sunday? So we have a week? Did, did, did he say what time? At seven o'clock? Is it morning or, or nighttime? Oh, nighttime. Oh, oh, that's plenty of time to party. Can we be honest now? Can we be honest? 
some of us, because we're not, we're not even listening to the Spirit. We're not even in His Word. We're, 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 not, we're not even on a mission. You know, we, we, can't, we, can't even, we can't even pray for that person who, who, who's in pain. And you're, you're asking like, Lord, send somebody else. Not me, Lord. I, I'm not comfortable in praying yet. Just some, send somebody else. And God is saying like, it's you. It's, it's you. Can we be honest? I was uh, on my way to America for the first time because I was married to this beautiful lady. She's sitting right there. And uh, on, on June 28th, we've been married for 27 years, right? <laughs> That's good, right? I wasn't sure. I remember my trip going to America for the first time when I left my family back in the Philippines. Um, I had a connecting flight in Japan. And um, I made sure that when I got to Japan, I wanted to know which gate, okay, I need to wait and what time is the departure of the connecting flight. And I think, you know, I, I figure out that, oh, I have plenty of time. I have about like three hours to wait. Okay. So I'm just walking around, you know, window shopping, looking for things. Maybe, maybe this person would like this. Got coffee, sitting down, and I was like sitting on in front of a gate of 21. Gate 21. 30 minutes later, from afar, I, I hear this guy screaming something. Help! Help! People are like looking at him like, And it's getting closer, you know? Finally, it's in our area. And then he's saying that, where is Rondo? Where is Rondo? And I go like, that, that name sounds really familiar. And I go like, what do you see saying? He goes like, release Rondo! Release Rondo! Release, I go like, that's my real name. My real name is Relizando, and he's calling out for Relizando. And I go like, ah, uh, that's me. Relizando, this is not your gate. Your gate is number two. And I go like, what? I said, my flight doesn't, doesn't leave like in three No, it leaves now. It leaves now. I'm like, That is my exercise for the week, ladies and gentlemen. The feeling of missing my flight was scary. In my mind, I cannot miss this flight 
there's no way I'm gonna miss this flight and I'm just like running because I was told this was the gate this is the gate and I have time and that was a wrong information we know that Jesus is coming say Jesus is coming We're asking and looking and we're interested about what are the signs? When is it going to happen? Is it really going to happen? That's not, that's not the question. The question is, are you ready? Ask the person next to you, are you ready? There's two aspects of God's return. And I wish that we would talk more about this. The second coming that Pastor Bill described like three weeks ago. Man, Jesus is coming on a white horse. His eyes is blazing with fire. Woo! With all the armies and all the saints. That's all of us coming from heaven. We're going down. And there's this this sign on Jesus' robe and on his side, it says, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We get excited about that. Yes, Lord, yes. But, there's a but. Did you guys know that that doesn't happen after the tribulation? What? 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 That doesn't happen after the seven years of tribulation, okay? And this is where it gets tricky because the church is divided about this. Because in the Bible, it talks about rapture. Say rapture. <laughs> I wish I had more time. In the Bible, it says that the rapture will happen when no one knows. In a, in a twinkling of an eye. We will be changed. We will be caught up in the air. We are going to meet Jesus up in the air. And who are those people? Those people are the ones who are fully surrendered, fully committed, fully belongs to Jesus. Those are the ones who has the seal of the Holy Spirit. That's going to happen first. As Christians, you should be like, is it happening today? Is it happening right now? There's two aspects, the rapture and the second coming. Those two things are different. We're waiting for the rapture. Oh, I've been to debates about whether it's pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib, or somebody saying amen, amen. Do you want us to go there, brother? My dad was a pastor and growing up, I've been to a lot of meetings where they debate about these things. And this was very special to me because I remember my dad telling a group of pastors, we're pre-trip. We're, we're hoping and we're praying that before the tribulation happens, God is going to take us up in the air with him. The dead will rise and the living will just 
vanish into thin air. Imagine that. Imagine that. And long debate, long debate, da 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 da. They were fighting. <laughs> and finally, my dad says, You know what? Uh, it's getting late, it's 12.30, and I have kids with me, they have school tomorrow. So um, my dad says that, I will, I, will, I will never forget, this is what he says, okay, we need to end the discussion, okay? He says, those of you who are mid-trip and post-trip, we will wait for you guys in heaven, okay? And we will know that it's you guys because you're holding your heads. It sounds like a joke, but that's what's gonna happen. Those people who confess that Jesus Christ is Lord during that time, they're gonna be persecuted and they're gonna be beheaded. If you believe that, that's fine with me. If you believe in the middle, the mid-trib, that's fine with me. I'm going on the first trip. Who's with me? Can I still keep going? I know it's 11-1. The Bible says many will come to him and say, Lord, Lord, did we not lay hands on the sick, cast out demons? Did we not prophesy in your name? Didn't, didn't we not do these miracles in your name? And what will Jesus say? Depart from me, I never knew you. Depart from me, I never knew you. Had it ever occurred to you that those people were using Jesus' name? Who uses Jesus' name? Pagans? Who uses Jesus' name? Sickness? Who uses Jesus' name? Christians. But are we really Christians? Are we really followers of Jesus? How will we know? The scripture says, you shall know them by their fruits. There are a group of peoples group of people and Jesus says depart from me because when I was hungry you didn't feed me when I was thirsty you didn't give me a drink when I was a stranger you didn't welcome me in when I was naked you didn't you didn't clothe me depart from me I don't know you and this group of people says when, when were you hungry when were you thirsty when were you a stranger when were you in prison or naked or sick? We, we don't know. We, Lord, tell us. And Jesus says, when, when you have done this to the least of my brethren, you have done it to me. But because you didn't do it, you didn't do it to me. When you hear that, you can think about physical, right? So now you're like, okay, I need to be more aware of those people who are hungry. I need to offer them food. Those people who are thirsty, I need to offer them drink. I need to go visit 
people in, in the prison. I, 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 need to, I need to visit people who are, are sick. Those people are naked. I, I, need, I need to give up some clothes. You can think that way. That's physical. But could it be that God is talking about something spiritual? When he says, when someone is hungry, that means they're dead in the spirit. What do you offer? The living bread. When someone is thirsty, what do you offer? The fountain of life. When someone is naked, what do you offer? The righteousness of Jesus Christ. When someone is sick, you pray for them, you lay hands on them, and you believe that in the name of Jesus Christ, God would heal them, God would restore them, God will save them, God will set them free. Amen? Could it be? This is a book that my father gave to me when I was about to leave the Philippines to be with Cresselin. I got married in 1995, June 28, 1995, in uh, LA, California. And then I went back home to fix the papers. And sometime that same year, in August, I was heading back to uh, America. And my dad, my dad gave this to me. Actually, for me and Crescent. It's dated August 18, 1995. And this is what he wrote. Our dearest mga anak. Mga anak is Filipino. Means my, my dearest children. And, and he wrote Richie and Chriselle. In the life's journey, it is bound to happen that we will separate ways. The good news is, as we follow the one who says, follow me, it's 100% bound to happen that we will be together again, ultimately for eternity. And he wrote this, please follow the Lord very closely. Love much. Papa and Mama. If there's one thing that I want to remind us all, it's not enough to say that we're excited to, to see Jesus, that we're ready for His coming or the rapture. It's, it's, it's not enough. On that last chapter, on that last part of that chapter, this is what He says. Be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life. And that day will close to you, close on you suddenly like a trap. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. And Jesus warns and tells us this, be always on the watch, always pray that you may be able to escape that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of God. Being ready is being watchful. Being ready is praying. Being ready is knowing that I'm counted worthy 
Why? Because I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. I'm listening to the instruction of Jesus. I'm in God's Word. And I'm not delaying anything. When we hear the Lord, when we hear the Holy Spirit, the right and only response is to obey. Say obey. We listen and we obey. Right now, for all of us, we're listening. We're listening. We're listening. But my prayer, my heart's desire that when we leave this place today, that we would all obey. Amen. How many of us will listen and obey the Lord starting today? Come on, give Him praise, church. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We want to say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.